This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, October 27th, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. It's a persistent myth that immigrants tend to be criminals. In fact, immigrants tend to commit crimes at lower rates than native-born Americans, and for good reasons. Alex Narasta directs immigration policy studies at the Cato Institute. We spoke last week about what data from Texas and the rest of the United States tells us about immigrants and crime. What makes Texas a good case for examining crime rates related to immigration? Of all the states in the country, Texas is the only one that identifies arrestees and uh, those convicted of crimes by their immigration status and tracks them throughout the entire criminal justice system from the point they're arrested to the point they're convicted. It's the only one that tracks it. And so as a result of that, we have sort of a very complete picture of those criminals who are illegal immigrants, who are legal immigrants, and those who are native-born Americans. What does that give us in terms of understanding with greater depth uh, the, any relationship that might exist between immigrants and crime? So it allows us to cut through a lot of the confusion. Since no other states take this data, the federal government doesn't take this data, we, there's a lot of speculation about whether illegal immigrants have a higher or lower crime rate than native-born Americans. So what this allows us to do in Texas is to actually just look very simply at the data and see what this shows us. And when we take a look at this in detail, we find that in the state of Texas, in uh, 2018, illegal immigrants have a criminal conviction rate 45% below that of native-born Americans, and legal immigrants have a criminal conviction rate 62% below that of native-born Americans. So it allows us, I think, to, to very clearly answer this question uh, without dealing with a lot of the political debate or the debate about sort of broader immigration policy. We can just cut through to the answer. What drives that? We've talked about this many times, but I think it's worth repeating. What contributes to lower uh, rates of crime, criminal conviction for immigrants than for native-born Americans? There are a number of factors here. When you take a look at it on the surface, this is a very surprising result because immigrants tend to be uh, ethnic or racial minorities. They tend to be poor. They tend to live in urban areas. They tend to have sort of all of these characteristics that are correlated with higher crime. But when we take a look at immigrants specifically, it's a lot lower. There's a number of possible reasons for that. Uh, one is uh, immigrants are coming here to seek opportunity. They're coming here to seek opportunity for themselves and their children. So they think more in the long term. They're thinking about the future. They're sort of self-selected to be less criminally inclined. The second reason is that the punishments for an immigrant who commits a crime are much greater than they are for a native-born American. I mean, an illegal immigrant who gets arrested, convicted of a crime in the state of Texas uh, will be deported from Texas. And that is a much great, in addition, by the way, to their uh, jail sentence. So it's a much greater punishment overall, and that incentivizes uh, immigrants, especially illegal immigrants, to follow criminal laws. The other factor that contributes is that immigrants have a much higher labor force participation rate than native-born Americans. 
especially when you control for income and education. So there is much more likely to be in the labor force. As a result, the cost of committing a crime is much greater because they have other options to earn money. Well, and also there's a, if I understand correctly, there's a pretty strong relationship between being in the workforce and not committing crime. Yes, that's right. So wanting to be uh, in the workforce is highly correlated with less being less likely to commit, um, uh, especially property offenses, because the cost of committing a property offense and getting caught is, you know, losing your job. Uh, it's going to prison uh, frequently. So if you have that cost on top of it, if you have the other options to make money than to commit crime, then you're going to just be much less likely uh, to commit crime, which is on the flip side of this, the more options there are, the more government actions to reduce illegal immigrants' ability to work, uh, there's a lot of evidence that would increase the crime rate and has in places like Arizona because we've reduced their employment options. So they're going to shift or are more likely to shift to crime. So uh, you've looked at Texas more than once? Several times. Yeah. Well, we discovered this data and I believe it was 2017 that Texas actually kept this data. So we were able to file several FOIAs, get it for several years. And so we've taken a look at it from 2012 up through the latest year that we have uh, full data, which is uh, 2018. Um, we also need to take a look, you know, to calculate these crime rates, we need to look at the illegal immigrant population, the legal immigrant population in Texas. So we have the criminal data going through uh, the end of 2019, but we don't have the population data that year. So this is sort of 2018 is the latest year uh, that we have information on. So we can run these, uh, take a look at these criminal conviction rates. But the results for every year are about the same. I mean, in terms of illegal immigrants being less crime prone than native born Americans and legal immigrants being less crime prone still. You've looked at this a, a number of times. Is there anything about Texas that makes it special uh, other than its proximity to the, the Mexican border? A couple of things. One, it has uh, the second largest illegal immigrant population of any state in the United States. It's after, uh, right after the state of California in terms of the population of illegal immigrants. It's also a Republican state that has a tradition of uh, criminal law enforcement and of not going easy on criminals. So there's really like no argument that somehow the state is going easy on illegal immigrant offenders. Also, Texas doesn't have any sanctuary cities or sanctuary jurisdictions. So there's really nothing institutionally in Texas that would limit the ability of the uh, criminal uh, justice system to punish illegal immigrants who are arrested and convicted of crimes. Okay. So nationally, what do we know about uh, immigration and crime in the last few years? So nationally, it's a little bit more difficult. Uh, as I said earlier, Texas is the only state that tracks uh, arrests and criminal convictions by immigration status. So we have to do some estimates to take a look at it nationwide. So the census tracks the illegal, uh, the, the population in uh, correctional facilities across the country, and they ask a whole series of questions about them, their age, where they're from, their ethnicity. Um, etc. And this information is gotten from the people in prison, but also from data that the wardens have on these individuals in these prisons. So what we're able to do is employ a technique called the residual method, 
which is basically taking a look at the variables that uh, illegal immigrants would answer on these surveys to try to narrow down what is the likely illegal immigrant population um, in these prisons. And they compare that using the same methods to the illegal immigrant population nationwide to try to get estimates of their incarceration rate. And what we found is that, uh, you know, nationwide, illegal immigrants have a uh, incarceration rate 41% below that of native-born Americans, while legal immigrants have an incarceration rate 74% below that of native-born Americans. So it's pretty similar to what we found in Texas. Um, One caveat, though, about the nationwide figures is that does include those who are incarcerated in uh, immigrant detention facilities. Uh, so the people who sort of right, came over the border immediately before being turned back uh, to Mexico or sent back to their home countries. So, but the results are very similar to what we see in Texas. And because they're so similar to what we see in Texas, we, we do have a lot of faith in this method. So what's the implication for uh, policy? I mean, I mean, we're, you're, ta- you're doing this research to sort of knock down this persistent myth that immigrants are, relatively speaking, more crime-prone than native-born Americans. Yeah, I'm trying to knock down the myth. Uh, I'm trying to knock down that myth and, as a result, influence policy by arguing that policymakers who are concerned about uh, illegal immigrants bringing crime should be a little bit less concerned about that. If you want to enforce immigration laws or make them tougher, um, there are lots of arguments that people could give for that. But the fact, but but the argument that illegal immigrants are bringing some massive crime rate wave to the United States is just simply not true. Um, the second argument here is that a lot of folks are looking at sanctuary cities, uh, sanctuary jurisdictions that limit their cooperation with immigration enforcement. And the main argument against sanctuary cities is that it increases crime. Um, and what we're seeing here is that, that that is also just simply not true because this population overall. Um, is much less crime prone than native born Americans. Now, that's not to say, you know, they're all perfect little angels, right? There's like 10 to 11 and a half million illegal immigrants in the United States. And any group of people that large are going to be some really serious criminals that the government needs to target. Uh, But overall, if we're going to spend scarce law enforcement resources to reduce crime, we should not be targeting illegal immigration. Alex Narasta directs immigration policy studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.